Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Kingdom Family Talks. It's great to be with you, and it's even better to be in Harrisburg, well, actually Mechanicsburg yeah, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. We'll be in Harrisburg this evening, uh, but we're joined with Leif Hetland. Good to be with you, Leif. Good to be here. And we have a special guest, uh, Paul Martini from yeah. Global Awakening. It's great to be with you. It's great to be here. Yeah, love you on. guys. I'm yeah. so excited <laughs> to be uh, to be with uh, some of my two favorite people. I appreciate that, Scotty yeah. and Leif. Come on, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Good we stuff. <laughs> uh, we uh, we had the honor of being with you and your wife Ruth for dinner last night at your home mm-hmm. and seeing the girls and we just love you we love family mm-hmm. with you yeah. and yeah it's awesome yeah, yeah. it's awesome Paul uh, many of the people that are listening um, won't maybe have heard you heard of you mm-hmm. um, experienced what you carry mm-hmm. why don't you take a little moment just to what's your role here what do you do who are you who is Paul Martini yeah, sometimes I wonder myself who I am. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, my name's uh, Paul, obviously. Um, I'm a Global Awakening Associate Evangelist, so I, uh, I represent Dr. Randy Clark in Global Awakening and travel around the world. And, um, and uh, I carry a message of peace. That's my, one of my life messages. And I do a conference for Global Awakening. Uh, that's my conference that kind of is uh, God's vision for uh, that, that he gave me, and it's uh, called The Stirring. Mm-hmm. And so we do these stirring conferences uh, all over the, the globe. Uh, it's the number one conference we do now at Global in terms of how many of them we do. And um, it's just been powerful, and it's focused on Second Timothy one six, where Paul encourages Timothy, Timothy, I encourage you to start the gift of God, mm-hmm. which, is in, which is on you through the laying on of hands. And so we've just been going and stirring up the gifts of the Spirit, mm. uh, bringing renewal, refreshment, uh, activation, and um, and watching the power of the Holy Spirit Come uh, on. touch people's lives. And it's just been a radical, radical time. And, um, yeah, so I have four kids. I have uh, two that are, uh, well, I have twins, a boy and a girl. Mm. Uh, they're 13, almost 13 years old. And then I have two little girls uh, that are, uh, one's 22 months and one's six months. So Come on. They are all beautiful, all oh, four of them. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, we love them. Thank you. Yeah. It's awesome. So, uh, Paul, tell us, maybe just um, expand a little bit. How did you get connected with Dr. Randy Clark and Global Awakening? What, what, did, that, what did that look like? Man, that is such a journey. You know, it's like, <laughs> wow, the, obviously we'll do the short story. Sure. But um, I went to ministry school here. Um, I live about two hours away, and I was uh, working in a corporate job, and the Lord told me, you know, I want you to go to, Bi- I thought he said Bible school. So I went to look at different night classes. You know, I, I never thought, leave my job, leave my career. And um, I, I was doing short-term missions. I kind of came back to the Lord, and I was doing things for him on my vacation time. And I found this ministry school by Dr. Randy Clark called uh, Global School Supernatural Ministry. Did that uh, for two years, gave up my career and everything, and um, which is not wisdom. Unless it's God, then it's yeah. like the best wisdom ever. Uh-huh. Wow. And uh, and then um, yeah, and then at the end of those two years, Dr. Ann Clark uh, asked me if I would travel with him. And originally, I had said no, because really, I didn't know that. Yeah, originally wow. I said no because I had a church that had wanted to hire me, give me a salary, a car, and a, a parsonage. And I said that sounds like the Lord, you know, <laughs> like like that. <laughs> that I mean, to come out of ministry school and get something yeah. like that would be so. Uh, you know the Lord, and uh, and so and Randy agreed. So, oh yeah, it sounds like a great opportunity. And then during a, uh, a a few months later, I have this dream 
that is so vivid, it rocked me. And I never told Randy about it, um, but it was basically I was supposed to go with Randy. Hmm. And so I woke up in fear of disobedience. I emailed Tom Jones, our executive director, and I said, I didn't say, I had this amazing dream and this and this and this. I just said, God changed my heart. Mm. And if you still need me, I'm willing to go. I didn't even think Randy would say yes because it was months down the road. I just thought he would say, you know, uh, I was just really worried about being disobedient. Mm. So I ended up uh, doing that, and then he ended up asking me to come on. So I I traveled with Randy for four years, uh, three years full-time, and then the fourth year was on and off as I did my own travel. Mm-hmm. And now I uh, I represent Global um, 200 days a year, pretty much, wow. traveling wow. different nations, different cities. And uh, God's just doing awesome stuff. So, yeah, that's the short story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I think that that's helpful. <laughs> that was great. It give, uh, I think it gives a little bit of context for people to mm-hmm. see some of the journey and, and the, um, I, I suppose, the environment that you've come through in terms of being where you're at now and what you're mm-hmm. what you're birthing yourself and what the Lord's really been impacting the world and the nations through what you carry. So, mm-hmm. um, one of the one of the reasons why we're here in Mechanicsburg is is to be part of the School of Global Awakening this week. And uh, Leif is speaking at Global Celebration this evening with Georgian and Winnie Banoff, which is exciting. Uh, but he's also going to be launching uh, a new book, Giant Slayers. Um, yes, I've mm-hmm. heard of this book. Yeah. <laughs> on uh, on Wednesday night at Life Center, and we're wow. really excited about mm-hmm. that. Um, it's been a, a long process to, to birth life, hasn't it? Yeah. That's and been three and a half long years. <laughs> yeah, and but three and a half years are well worth, yeah. well worth it. And uh, And so we wanted to take, one of the reasons why I want to connect with you, Paul, today was just to talk a little bit about what you carry in the context of giant slayers and mm. Leif, why don't you just in case people missed the last podcast that we did where we talked a little bit about with um, about giant slayers with dr mike hutchings why don't you just explain the premise of the book a little bit um just to give some foundation for that yeah it started actually that we were here <coughs> and some of the students started to ask me questions like they watched the videos eighty thousand people here or this now how did you do that or well i mean so they started to ask during one hour of question and answering time. And I just started from my heart to just share some kingdom principles, mm-hmm. some different things like I say, hey, listen, guys, I had to show up. Mm-hmm. And that's actually all wow. about chapter one is to show up. Wow. So if you don't show up and then uh, but chapter two was probably what hit me when I started to realize there was something, but show up for the right battle show for the right battle. And I was just describing to the students that there are so many different battles you can do. And I just started to describe this huge event that we were going to do in Africa with 40,000, 50,000 young people back in those days. And the government at that moment was going to do like Uganda, the ABC campaign. So I mentioned that where the condom campaign because the AIDS statistics was growing so bad. But the church was demonstrating against it. So the churches was wondering, what do you believe about this? And the government, and no matter what you answer, you would lose. Wow. So either you didn't get the young people there or the government would be against you and you wouldn't get visa. So I was just talking to the students, some of the kingdom principle of, of how to be able to go about it, that you're creating a win-win situation because your anointing rests upon your assignment. Mm-hmm. And I had an assignment there that it was no matter what I will answer would take me away from what God called me to do and to be, and I wouldn't have accomplished. So chapter two was in in so many different stories from Pakistan or that Mm. Africa, just how to show up for the right battle Mm. and not being distracted like we're one at a time on uh, on Sidrat, they maybe ask me questions that no matter what I will answer, 
it would lead to a lose-lose situation because mm-hmm. I wouldn't get visa and people would listen to it. So mm-hmm. how do you in that moment use a wisdom so that when you're facing Goliath, that you are there, it's not just that you showed up, but you showed up for the right battle. And so I went through that. And then I talked about the difference between Kronos and Kairos, the, the timing of it, mm-hmm. understanding the time if you're going to solve the giant. So everybody's facing giants in their life. Uh, they can be the giant of fear or shame or guilt, or we're facing giants, and we see it every day. If it is in the news in Mechanicsburg, Harrisburg, mm-hmm. that could be crime, or what's going on in the Middle East or in our country. And right. God raises up all these giant slayers and giant killers. So anyway, it started with people start to ask questions, but I was blown away because a lot of the messages that I'm known for, it was like this became the highlight for these students. And then I went to Europe and met with a group of leaders and they started to ask me some question and same thing happened. I just, somebody's principle just flowed out of me. What is wisdom? What is power? What is love? And I just brought it together. And they said, wow, we, do you have a book on this? So these things just started to happen around. Mm. And at that moment is when I started to process and I first came up with all of these things that could work in, in certain settings. But I wanted to have each chapter that it works if that's a giant that you're facing in your marriage or if that's cancer or it is to try to be debt-free within a year, whatever it is that is the giant yeah. that is practical principle of, of, of how to be able to do this, these ground rules to kill giants so that we can raise up 100,000 giant slayers, giant killers, and then have stories all over the place because that's what happened with David when Goliath came down. Afterwards, there's all these other people who want to kill giants suddenly and, and to be involved with that. So that's, that's awesome. kind of a, yeah, that was a little bit of the background what started it. And then, of course, you get to be tested on each one of those chapters yourself. And that's why it took... Uh, a long process to be able to bring it about together because uh, you teach what you know but you reproduce what you are and I didn't realize I thought I passed some of those tests until <laughs> eventually right. some of the curveballs came along and I'm like oh am I writing about this right now <laughs> so wow. yeah wow I'm stirred up I want to get giant slayers it's good man Come it's on, good man. yeah you, got, you uh, got me I want it we could maybe arrange something if you know anybody yeah, yeah, that, so yeah. I think I know a guy I, w- I want to buy one Don't, I want it signed if I buy it, you gotta sign. Okay. If you get it for free, do we have to sign it as well? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. We still do. Yeah. Hey, uh, Paul, I want to try and uh, connect this over to you a little bit sure. because uh, uh, we obviously don't have the time to to go into the depths of of your message. Um, but you you carry a message of peace. You alluded mm-hmm. to it before, um, and you know, just you know, earlier today we were just even talking about you know, peace maybe isn't a giant. To bring down peace is something that you want to acquire you want to yeah. um, sustain need you need it yeah. um, so we don't want to be rid of it but it's the absence of peace that's maybe the giant mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed and obviously the absence of peace can manifest in many different ways why don't you can you just share your heart a little bit about the essence of what you carry with the message of peace and really some of the journey in the context of of what we're talking about yeah i think it's uh that's great um peace is uh, i think peace is really under uh misunderstood uh by christians mm-hmm. and so that's one of the the essences of uh of the issue in, in essentially in the beginning it's the fact that um uh, we understand peace like the world understands peace as the absence of conflict Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would hear in church, growing up in a Christian culture, you know, peace to you, peace be with you, peace unto you, and I'm going, 
when is that ever real, yeah. really happening? You know, mm. I'm like, there's always something happening. Even, you know, and my mom, God bless her, I love her. She's a great intercessor today. Like, that's her gifting. But um, but when I was growing up, she was a worrier. Mm. I mean, she worried about everything you could worry about. And um, if she didn't know what, you know, if you didn't know what to worry about, she'd tell you. You know, she'd be like, are you worrying about this? If I were you, I'd worry about it. Well, this. I am now. Right, yeah. yeah. So, so, um, so in, my, my, in my mind, I'm going, man, this piece that you guys are talking about, I'm not really familiar with it. And I, and I feel like, um, uh, and, and I was just being honest, you know, and I was just, and, and I think some of us don't even think we'll get peace on this. I mean, 90% of our tombstone says, you know, rest in peace. You don't get it till you're dead, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but obviously uh, the, the issue is, is that's not God's peace. Mm. The absence of conflict um, is, is uh, a farce because it's not, it's not the fullness of God's peace. God's peace is actually overcoming the conflict. It's transcending the conflict, even in the midst of it. It's it's his, and so um, so when you read through scriptures and there's like 400 direct verses on peace, um, it, it starts talking about peace is actually a substance that is tangible. It's a, it's not something for you to make. It's not something for you to find. It's something for you to receive. It's an anointing. That's why, um, you know, uh, uh, in Romans 16:20, my favorite verse. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Not the God of power, mm. although he's all-powerful. Not the God of love, although he is love, he embodies love. But who crushes Satan under your feet? The mm. God of peace. Why? Mm. Because God's peace is powerful. Once you have it, mm. you're empowered. That's why, I mean, I can keep going on. I don't know how much, how long you want me this to talk great, here. Man. But, that's good. You but that's freedom. why in Ephesians 6, when the Apostle Paul talks about um, uh, the armor of God, you know, I, I used to see them, you know, get a, uh, in Sunday school, they would get a teenager, stand them up, put armor, you know, plastic, silver, and gold armor, and be like, this is the helmet of salvation, and they put it on the teenager, and they'd tell all the kids with the cool illustrations about the salvation of Christ, and this is the breastplate of righteousness, and the Christ righteousness, this is a sword mm. of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, this is the shield of faith, this is our faith that guards the fiery darts, the belt of truth, and we walk in truth, and, and then at the end, you know, it was like all the time, and they'd be like, and the shoes of peace, you know, and they'd be like, mm. and you'll have peace, you know, they, it's almost like that's where they stopped, they didn't know what, and I used to go, Man, I, I I used to think the Apostle Paul just ran out of body parts. You know, it's like, mm. and we'll put peace on the on the feet. You know, while he's writing the scripture, I don't know. That's what I thought. <laughs> but the reality is, it wasn't a coincidence. The reality is, he put peace on the feet because it doesn't matter how well you hold your your shield or wave your sword. If you don't have his peace, you're not going anywhere because it's the peace of God that advances the kingdom of God. And that's why Jesus told the disciples, go two by two to take a city, find the house of peace. May your peace rest on that house if they don't receive you mm. they come back to you and so here we're talking about not something that's mm. absent but we're talking about something that's tangible and then my final point before we get too much into this uh, is that uh, Jesus directly identifies this in um, uh, John chapter 14 verse 27 mm. he's about to die on the cross he's told the, disa- dis- the disciples that they need to disciple nations mm. and before he leaves them he says this my peace I give to you my peace I leave with you not as the world leaves do I le- uh, not as the world gives do I give it to you so don't let your heart be mm. troubled neither let it be afraid Jesus directly identifies that this peace is something to receive mm. not something to make and once pe- and once the disciples can get this understanding that his peace is available for them they can move without fear they can move without their heart being troubled even in the most chaotic 
situation. <laughs> and wow. so that's why peace is powerful. And, you know, Paul, again, talks about Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, peace and, and joy in the Holy Ghost. According to the Apostle Paul, it's a third of the kingdom of heaven. And if you don't have it in your life as a Christian, you're missing out on a third of the kingdom of heaven. This is not peripheral to the gospel. This is central to the gospel message. And the issue is, back to my original point, if we don't understand what peace is, we'll never know how to receive it. Come on. Yeah, that's good. How do you receive absence of conflict? Mm -hmm. Because, well, that's not real peace. Yeah. Yeah. Real Mm -hmm. peace is, is his kingdom resting on you so that you can go without fear, mm. without being troubled, and it's an anointing to receive, in my opinion. I just thought it was very interesting yeah. because I was thinking about the John chapter, I think it's John 20, which right. is also after the disciples. Yeah. They're locked up in a room full of fear. This is yeah. after all these time, these years with Jesus. First it is his presence that right. shows up, but then soon as his presence is there, he releases peace. And then after the peace, he just goes, continue this whole journey, shows them their hands and sides, showing yeah. them the provision. Right. They, get, they become glad to get a new passion. But it's the only thing, there's twice he impart peace on right. the alignment before he starts with the assignment and breathes on them and says, receive so the Holy Spirit. But it was just interesting when you mention it. I have not thought about that, but it's twice. They have all the things that they've received, not for the new assignment that I'm going to go, I'm going to be gone. But twice he gave them peace right. before he gave them anything else. I mean, so true. There was a double. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I love and, that scripture. It's yeah. 2021. 20, yeah. Peace to you, exclamation point. point. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, a, that's awesome. And then one of the things I think is significant too, um, I'm getting my Master's of Divinity at Regent University, and so context is everything, right? Mm. So you need to know mm. what that means to them before you could ever understand what it means to you. And Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Lord. Spirit. Well, he, so he says, Peace to you, as the Father sent me, I also send you. And he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Well, Jesus, why did you breathe? And the only thing that I could figure is that these are all disciples who, of Jesus who are Hebrew, who grew up in synagogue where the last time God breathed all man was in Genesis 2, where it says that God formed man out of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils and says, and life came into him. And now Jesus has, uh, and then after that happened, you know, chaos came in the world, sin came in the world, there was a chasm there. Jesus has now died on the cross, risen again on the third day, has removed the chasm between God and man, and before he ascends into heaven, says, peace to you, and breathes on them, which would trigger the memory of Jesus restoring life and peace again. Mm. Uh, mm. So and so it's just, it's absolutely right. It's divine alignment before the assignment. Yeah. Perfect, perfect uh, analogy, Leif. It's great. And that's so good. I love it. Yeah, so, um, and I've watched this, you know, uh, develop in my own life. You know, I think when we understand... Um, uh, I, someone else sent me the scripture today, and I just I think it really encompasses. Have you guys read the Passion Translation yeah. by Brian Simmons? Yeah, wonderful. Quite a few books. Yeah, yeah, I've read yeah, I love them. Um, and and in Proverbs one thirty three, the Passion Translation encompasses this. I think it says this: the one who always listens to me will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace, hmm. free from fear, confident and courageous. You will rest unafraid and sheltered from the storms of life. It's Proverbs one thirty three. Oh. So, there's this there's this reality that when you can keep your ear to heaven and receive what the Lord has, that uh, that you will be in a place of heavenly peace. You'll be in an atmosphere mm-hmm. to go through the storms of life. And and so um, uh, in Mark four thirty five through verse forty, when they when they're going through the storm, 
um, Jesus exemplified, because his perfect theology, right? He's showing his disciples how to live on earth. He exemplifies um, when everyone accepted fear that was in front of them. And, with the, and the funny thing about fear is once it gets inside you, it goes like wildfire, mm -hmm. right? And the only thing that makes you feel better is to tell someone else how afraid they should be, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, so, you know, I can only just see what's happening in this, in this boat. And, uh, and they go over to Jesus, tell him this is a fearful moment, right? Wake up, this is a fearful moment. And Jesus wakes up, and instead of accepting the fear that's in front of him, he releases the peace that's inside him, mm -hmm. and it overcomes the storm. So, and, and the, the direct thing Jesus told them was, why, why was your heart so fearful? Do you not have any faith, mm -hmm. right? So, um, like, why are you afraid? Do you not have faith? And so, um, uh, peace is, is something to receive and, and release mm. over situations. And so, if you read the, the beginning of that, that section of Scripture, Jesus declared the destiny over their life. Mm. He said, we're going to the other side. And my opinion is, is that whenever a real storm challenges the destiny over your life, you have every right to stand up to it and allow His peace to overcome it. That's all good. That's yeah. awesome. So... That's 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 the message of peace in a in a nutshell. I mean, I teach on it for up to three hours, depending on what, you know, what class mm. setting we're in or what mm. what ministry setting we're in. But um, it's power. I mean, you know, you can go on and on about the shalom peace of God. But yeah. when I'm talking about the anointing for peace, mm. I'm talking about something that's much more powerful than just you having um, total order inside. It's even in the midst of chaos, mm. you can overcome. Another thing that's interesting is, of course, I'm just thinking about yeah. Solomon coming from Shalom, from peace. Because David right. was at war, so now he's named Solomon or Shalom. And from their wisdom, wisdom flows from peace. Right. Mm. Wow. So, so the wisdom builds when there is peace. And that's yeah. why you can do it. And awesome. so I think uh, because part of the reason this is part of my journey, I've been at war for so long mm. that you have forgotten what peace is like. Mm. And so you're moving also in that shift between the David where we constantly, we, we are at war. And sometimes what I do is I thrive at chaos mm -hmm. because you're so used to, because that's how right. you meet God. Wow. But there is another way of living, and that is Come because on. when you're going to build, there need to be shalom, there need to be peace. Come and on. from when there's peace, wisdom then flows from that very place. So that's why I thought also was uh, just in my own personal journey, yeah. We've been on so much battlefields, and I just, I just knew that Papa God started to say, hey, son, there's... There was a season for that, but there's another season right now. And it's wow. just in every area of your life, how does that look like? And yeah. uh, so I just, that's why when I started to hear uh, your message on it yeah. and just to, to see, it's not just a message because the difference is when you become something. Right. It's not something just that you have studied. It's something right. you become. Right. So then you have authority over what you become. And when you started to release that, there was an importation in that. Yeah. So that's when I saw, I was like, wow, he's not just study peace. Peace has studying yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not just that you got peace, but peace got you. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you, and it's got you, then you can suddenly, you have authority over what you mm -hmm. become, mm -hmm. and you can release that and, and also give mm -hmm. it away. So I just, uh, that meant a lot to me in that season wow. as, as I knew the invitation, even with Scotty being on board, and that's wow. part of our things. It's just in all areas, and he's done such a phenomenal job. It's just the area that is not peace. It's mm. just for us to have authority over it so that when we're walking into our office, we're walking into the different setting, they can experience yeah. peace, but also we can speak peace wherever we are Come on. with the storms that it's around because we're coming from a place of peace yeah. and we have authority. Then if that's in the Middle East, we practice it and right. we have some fun stories there that's that awesome. has come as a result of that. So Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I experience 
you know, when, when you can walk in it, people people recognize it. You know, like, um, I love the love that comes out of you, life. You know, that's so evident. You know, it's like you're the apostle of love. Um, and no one had to tell me that. I, you know, I, I saw it on you. Um, it, peace is also one of those things. And so it's like, I, you know, I'll go into a grocery store or a convenience store. People are like, who are who are you? What, do, are you a celebrity? Do I know you? You know, and I don't like look fancy or anything. I'm like, nope. But the, what they're recognizing is they're recognizing the anointing that's so different that it, they're they're attracted to the mm-hmm. anointing that's on it. And so um, uh, I love going to bars. I don't go to Pakistan, but I love to go to the bars. You don't have to drink at a bar. You know, they do sell soda there. And so <laughs> <laughs> so unless you're an alcoholic, I don't encourage you know don't go to a bar if you're an alcoholic, but uh, or you struggle with that, but. But um, going to bars and uh, people are attracted to just just hanging out, spending time, and then releasing peace uh, over some of the... Because the people in there a lot of times are in the most... Um, so much chaos, they can't see past their hand. Mm-hmm. They can't see it, and the enemy has them blinded. And uh, it's like you're a light on a hill mm-hmm. when you're in a bar. Yeah, yeah. And so even my wife Ruth and I will go, and we'll just have these m- amazing... Uh, incredible experiences bringing people to Jesus in the middle of a bar, which is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's one of the favorite things to do. Um, but um, but that's because I was I was found in a bar. Mm. You know, my the, my life direction changed in the middle of a bar when God touched me there. So I go back there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I think with all the giants that are around, and, and mm-hmm. we see Goliath is everywhere, and as part of. And so people are looking for peace right now. Yeah, they're looking for anywhere. I mean, because they're faced with a. If that's in the politics, what people yeah, watch, I mean, it's everywhere. It's just giants everywhere, and the loudness of it is just producing fear. And people are looking for peace. Yeah, they're looking for peace. I mean, that's there's something in the DNA mm-hmm. connected to what they were cre- created for. Yeah, and then I think when they're getting in touch with it, uh, and they're getting to taste of it and everything else. So we see with a lot of lost people mm. when they Muslims, yeah. seeing everything else. I mean, they are looking for. They just don't mm-hmm. necessarily what they're looking for. They yeah. even say it when they greet each other. Yeah. And then when they have an encounter, they get to taste of it. They Come get on. to see it, and it opens them up. And yeah. and uh, we, we've been praying for it in our marriage. Uh, my wife and I, we do it with our kids, you know, finances, and every area of our life, office, mm. just yeah. very intentional. Scotty does this beautiful thing. When I walk into the office, there's soaking going on, and you're kind of walking into a cloud of peace. Come just on. as that is the environment, then when you are on the phone with Cubo, or have yeah. to deal with all the storms, as yeah. you're saying. It's not an absence of the, the storms are there. Mm. But right. You can release now from that environment that you're in. Mm. You can release <laughs> the right. environment that you have in you. So yeah. you don't check the temperature, but you put the thermostat on it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. I mean, it's like, you know, what's in, what's in, you know, when I was studying this and like and, and going through this journey myself, um, the Lord told me, Paul, you're not a fruit basket. And I was like, what do you mean, God? You know, like, <laughs> oh, no, he said, you are a fruit basket. And I said, what do you mean, God? And and he was saying, you know, we, we put fruit in a basket for people who are sick or who need it and give it to others. And and uh, he said, Paul, the fruit you carry is not just for you, but it's for others. And mm. and if you don't give away what you have, it rots. You know, like we were never supposed to be a pond. We're supposed to be a river. You know, mm. what comes in us needs to flow out of us. And when you become a pond, you're stagnant. A pond becomes perverse. There's no movement, no flow. And so you, it's it's uh, a kingdom principle in family to release what we receive. Mm. Because when you release what you receive, it stays fresh. Mm. You get more of it. And so, um, 
you know, uh, I always say, if I if we squeeze an orange into a glass and apple juice comes out, we need to question that, yeah. right? Yeah. And the reality is, if if uh, if if when stress and pressure and storms come in your life, and anxiety, fear, worry, stress, doubt start coming out of you, well, then you know what's inside you comes out of you. We should find that odd, because mm. the reality is, is when you do have the fruit of the spirit in Galatians five twenty two, love, peace, joy, uh, gentleness, faithfulness, kindness. Self-control. Um, when all the when the storms come out uh, and the pressures of the world come upon us, attacks of the enemy come upon you, the more peace mm-hmm. should come out of you, the more love should come out of you, the more joy. And so, um, absolutely, you know, um, the proof is in the pudding. You know, I say, and if and if you're um, when you are full of the Lord's peace, um, in those situations, you're the one who has authority to release peace. The disciples at one moment in that boat were full of fear and that was the only thing they were able to release. Mm. And so Jesus was disappointed in them because they were releasing what they had and if they only had peace like he, they could have released that. And so um, uh, so that's the so so the thing is even in family situations where, you know, you might not be sure where you're gonna pay your next bill or, you know, you might have these really um, huge mountains in front of you, uh, the direction you need to do is go back to turn your affections to the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to bring a mantle of peace uh, on you and to flow in you because it's from that, like you said, moment you can build, you can watch those, you can either overcome that mountain or watch it sidestep you. And so uh, I, I saw the Lord take ta- take me through. So, I mean, you know, it's biblical. There'll be there's there's times where you, you will need peace of God to sustain you through tangible storms. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you're with me, your your staff, your your hand, they comfort me. There's times where you need to go through storms, and the peace of God will sustain you through those storms. Mm. But then there's times where those storms challenge the actual calling and destiny of your life, and it's up to you to actually release the peace mm. and watch the storms be still. So. I think there's t- there's two types of peace. There's peace that sustains you, and there's peace that overcomes. Hmm. Um, both will get you through. I have a question just that I think is yeah. interesting because we've talked a lot even today on the love message. One of the things that I do is baptism of love, imparting mm. something I have. Mm. And sometimes it comes where you pray for somebody, and I often say they'd be nine months pregnant. So yeah. when you pray for them, the water breaks, and they just yeah. have a— but yeah. other ones you plant a seed. Mm. So you plant a, a seed of love so they get rooted and grounded in love. And then you help them through a process. Often, I, I say, if I can get them about 30 days now to get that seed, right. before it eventually becomes then a plant or a tree of love, mm-hmm. and you can create a whole garden, and now you can have other people get a taste from it. So the yeah, difference sure. between just, in a sense, and in the wilderness, they want a manna, but tomorrow they need manna again. But in the promised land, we plant trees of love and joy and peace and moving that into multiplying those things mm. in regard to it. So I'm just was curious in regard to, I know you you have imparted to so many amazing people and we're gonna get to experiencing that. So there's a grace for that. How much do you see in a sense of the process of becoming that? Because you went through a process mm-hmm. with a peace. Yeah. And then for people that maybe have been in a process and so I'm just processing it myself in regard to my love message because mm-hmm. some people right there and then they are changed and had a baptism. It was like liquid love and has been changed yeah. ever since. And other ones goes through a process. Yeah. So I was just curious how you uh, 
Yeah, it's a great question. I think, um, you know, absolutely, you do this impartation and there's all of a sudden these people have amazing victories. Boom. It's, you know, just changed the direction of their life. They changed everything. They, they, they're walking in, in the actual tangible presence of peace. And then you pray for other, others and they're not experiencing the direct result immediately. And, um, and I used to say, when I was in ministry school, I thought I was, first of all, I, I came to ministry school thinking God's gift to the world, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm great now, just tell, point, me in, the, point me in the direction that you need to catapult me, you yeah. know, God, and, uh, and I'll overcome, you know, I'll do it. And I realized the first year of the school was all about identity, mm. right, yeah. and, and inner healing. And I have friends who are pro-inner healers, <laughs> and then I have other friends who are pro-identity message, you know, yeah. and they and and not all of them love each other. <laughs> so, but I tell my, I tell, I have friends in both camps, if I could say it that way, and I tell my friends this, I say, listen, if I didn't have the the tools to, to uh, get healing through the inner healing model, I wouldn't have the, uh, I wouldn't have been strong enough to pick up the armor of the identity message. Wow. You know, I couldn't carry the identity message. Like, you could tell me about that I have righteousness in Christ and all this stuff, um, and, 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 and that I'm victor and all that. Um, but if, until I got healed of some things, I, that all was all going over my head. It, wouldn't, it was like it was soil that was in, full of rocks. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The roots couldn't take any ground. There was too many birds in the air picking away at it. And so I think, um, I think the process of learning, for me, the process of learning God's faithfulness in uh, in peace, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a there's a there's a knowledge of knowing through intellectual understanding, and then there's a knowledge of knowing through experience. Mm-hmm. And it was the experience of seeing God come through when something was chaotic that uh, I found peace. And case in point, first of all, I will say this: not that I'm trying to preach in everything I say, but it's just in me, right? Yeah, this is on. who I am. So um, uh, th- I find that the number one thing that you receive revelation on. Is, is the number one thing the enemy is going to challenge you in. So if I preach on peace and you're like, man, that was so good, I needed that, the number one thing you're going to get challenged with is an anti-peace message. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's going to be a, a huge storm because the, the enemy wants to really challenge to see whether you actually believe what you learned. Yeah. And so like baptism, Jesus said, God, you know, during the baptism, John baptizing mm-hmm. Jesus, God said, this is my beloved son. The first temptation against Jesus was Satan himself saying, if you are the son of God. Mm-hmm. So... You know, if Satan's strategy is to test the Son of God and to see if he believes what God says about him, mm-hmm. what do you think God, you know, Satan's going to try to do to you yeah, when you mean. receive a message? And so, um, so anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say, except, but um, <laughs> uh, the yeah, the identity thing um, uh, with peace. For me, um, I uh, got really touched in the in the bar. God, um, I, I believe, sent an angel to me, gave me a word of knowledge. You know, um, uh, I found that God was telling me he was with me in the storm. And then I, I, I start learning and reading about peace, right? And I go, wow, this peace, God, is tangible. It's not like, you, this is like an anointing I can walk in. This mm-hmm. is my, and, and so I start learning this. And all of a sudden, um, my car will break down. I don't have enough money to fix it. <laughs> I'll go, oh, um, okay, um, uh, God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like all of a sudden, anxiety. First thing, anxiety comes. Mm. The first thing, uh, uh, I'm starting to get. I'm starting to see negative perspective. I'm starting to lose my, my ability to control myself. And then I get a Holy Spirit reminder about the peace 
yeah. God, that's tangible. And there was a decision I had to make to say, am I going to accept the fear that's in front of me or am I going to receive the peace hmm. that's here? And so I said, well, I have nothing to lose. You know, some, t- some of us, we have a lot to lose. But when you come to a place where you have nothing to lose, yeah. you know, and I, I really think you have everything to gain, to receive his peace and say, all right, God, let me see how you work in this. So, um, and then I, I watched how God facilitated a way for the car to get fixed. And then I was in ministry school, and I was budgeted because I only had so much income. And I, and I tried to save money one year by doing my own taxes. And uh, how many know that that is not always <laughs> the safest thing? And I, I believe we should all pay our taxes. I believe <laughs> I don't believe in not paying taxes. I paid my taxes, and I got a, um, uh, and I'm now I'm in ministry school. And then from years ago, I had, uh, when I was saving money, I had, uh, the government said I claimed something wrong. Okay, now I'm not a tax accountant. This is before you even had software programs, and so I, I was in the wrong. I, uh, I, you know, um, I, I said it was thirteen thousand dollars, and thirteen thousand dollars is a lot of money wow. to owe, um, when especially when you have no money. Yeah. So um, immediately, you know, with the government, you're guilty until you're innocent, you know. So, and, and, I, and I said, you know, I knew I was inexperienced in what I was doing. So I said, you know, I probably just filed this wrong. And the government wasn't, like, coming after me. They were just saying, hey, you made a mistake. You need to, you need to fix it. And so um, I, I was really uh, in this place of anxiety. And I thought this was an insurmountable mountain. And, uh, again, fear, anxiety. You know, I'm, I'm starting to think of all these other bad negative thoughts. And then the Holy Spirit says, Paul, are you going to believe the peace that I have over you? Mm. Are you going to receive that? Or are you going to receive the fear in front of you? Mm. So I stopped. I said, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to pay this. But I choose to walk in your peace. I will not let this fear enter into me. And so, so I did, you know, I called the IRS wonderful person on the phone and I'm saying hey I got this bill I probably you know did something wrong you know and they said yeah you know and they told me I said oh, okay um, they said so when can you make your payment you know and I said um, I'm gonna need a payment plan <laughs> and they said okay how much can you make uh, how much can you pay I said what's the lowest amount I can pay and they said well we're not allowed to say that and so I said so I said you have to give us a number and I said Ten dollars a month, and they said, "Sir, this would this would take till like twenty fifty five for you to pay this ten dollars a month." I said, "Well, I said I'm really I said I'm not I don't I'm a I'm a student you know I'm not." And they said, "Well, can you do thirty? And I said, "Well, uh, thirty dollars I'll, I'll try I'll do that." And they said, "And then we'll reassess in six months maybe you can pay more." So I did. So I set up a payment plan right. I'm just trying to be a good steward right. It would be unchristian of me to ignore it. Mm. You know what I mean? This this whole thing where it's like I'm going to ignore it until it goes away is not kingdom. Mm. Face it head on. Allow the Lord to show up. Yeah, ownership. Yeah, ownership. Yeah. yeah. So I called. I and so I said, "All right, God, I don't know what you're going to do, but." And so anyway, long story short, uh, I paid it for the first month, and then the next month, I got a uh, no. I told the story wrong. I got I I. Before I called them, I got another letter. It said, we re-rated this. We made a mistake. It's 7600 not 13000 mm. So I said, what? So then they sent me another letter and said $1,300. Wow. Oh. And that's when I called them. And, uh, and, then I, and then I negotiated that $30. 
and uh, and then after the first month, I got a letter in the mail from somebody. I never told anybody my issue. I never told anybody my issue. You know the thing, and they sent me a check for the exact amount of money that was remaining on the balance, and they wow. just said the Lord told us to send this to you. Mm. That's incredible. It's yeah. an incredible story. And so I said, God, you're amazing. Mm. First of all, I've never heard the IRS re-rating yeah. a letter down to that. And secondly, um, for so, for the Lord. So so there's moment after moment, all the way up to you know with my children, um, God just coming through in those in those areas. So really, you're right. It's absolutely a process. But now I'm in the place where um, uh, this anointing is on me, upon me. And um, I've learned to just allow his peace to rest there. Mm. I love what Bill says, you know, it's in you for you and upon you for others. And so I just encourage you, um, sometimes it's a sovereign move where God just does it in you and just solidifies it. it, Sometimes it's a journey. Sometimes it's Dr. Mike Hutchings coming and breaking off the trauma so that you are healed up enough to move Mm. in 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 the power of God's peace. Yeah. So wherever you're at, all I know is God wants you to have it. You can't make it happen. Mm-hmm. You got to receive it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not. Uh, it's not something you cre- you create. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, and the world's looking for so many alternatives through yoga, um, through uh, transcendental meditation, clearing your mind, clearing your mind, clearing this this whole idea of trying to make peace. It's so fundamentally flawed. Because as soon as trauma or as soon as tragedy strikes, they've lost it. Mm. And so they have to go and empty their mind again. Well, I love that God's not about emptying, Mm. but about filling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And so the issue is don't empty yourself out, fill yourself up. Mm. That's all I can say, really. That's good. Wow. So I don't know if that helps your people. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's good. But this kingdom, family uh, can definitely use that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it's... Uh, we've used it in our family. Do you have any uh, teaching series, books, anything that, in a sense, for people that, uh, especially on this topic, because yeah. I'm sure that somebody wants to go deeper in it than just... Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you go to globalawakening.com at our bookstore, um, you can get get it online. I believe you can download it. It's called The Power of Peace. Yeah. It's a great message. Yeah, yeah. it is. And uh, you can know. do an audio or um, video. And then um, uh, I'm writing a book currently with um with a different publisher so once that's out i'll let you guys know yeah but um you know and and it, of course it's not a new message right yeah. but it's just a, mm-hmm. a message that i believe god's re-emphasizing i had a prophet prophesy over me this year that even though i've been preaching it for about three or four years he told him that the lord said that uh 2017 is going to be the message of peace and so when he heard my message he was just totally floored mm. he was the same guy who prophesied that i'd be going to the White House Wow! before I ever went into the White House. And then a few weeks later, I get an invitation to go to the White House, and Scotty joined yeah. me there. Yeah, so, awesome. um, so I So if the prophet who talked about me going to the White House prophesied correctly, I believe he prophesied correctly about, about, peace, yeah. about the peace. So, <laughs> oh, that's um, awesome. <laughs> so I think it's great. I think it's um, the world needs it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. I love being here with you guys. You guys yeah. are amazing. No, so I'm, I can't believe I'm in the room with Leif Hetland. <laughs> You're no, one of my favorite people, well, Leif. Okay. I just, um, I just gotta say how you know I've looked up to you for so many years from a distance, and uh, you and your messages have impacted my life so much. You and and uh, a few others, of course, Dr. Randy Clark and. 
Dan Moeller. I don't know if you guys know yeah, him, but yeah, know him very but, well. but you are in the top mm. people of that I honor and I love. And of course, Scotty, you're one of my best friends. So love you, of course, man. I love awesome. you. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so anyway, I'm just I'm, that, that, I'm pinching awesome. myself yeah, right now. I'm surreal. Awesome. You guys and and we're in your car wherever you guys are. Yeah, you know whoa. that we're talking to right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, come on. So whoa. you're part of it. Wow. Leif, I want to throw this back to you. I mean, we've just been talking. Paul's mentioned a number of times identity, um, the giant of fear in the room. You've been in some pretty epic seasons, epic scenarios where fear has been your major opponent potentially. Mm. Um, you know, not just even in the obvious ones like Pakistan and different things, but, you know, I mean, last episode we talked a little bit about your car accident, you mm. know, and personal trauma and fear in, in maybe even losing everything, mm. th- things like that. What are some of the situations where, because I'm, I'm sitting here with both of you and thinking, okay, you've got someone here who has an anointing to release the Father's love in a way that I have never seen. You've got someone who's carrying th- the, the message of the peace of God. And fear is a direct opponent to both the love of God and the peace of God. Yeah. It's the common fear. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. the common enemy, yeah. if you like. Mm-hmm. What, are some of the, what are some of the scenarios that you've found yourself in where peace has been your only thing that you know is tangible or that you needed to receive in in order to sort of, I suppose, face that giant of fear in front of you? Now, I think that some of the things uh, that came to my mind is just uh, to have memory stones yeah. around certain things. Because, again, it's having that history with God. It's like with David, you, uh, I had a beer, I had a lion, and now when I'm looking at Goliath, if that mm-hmm. is the giant, it could be a giant of fear or something. So even now I'm facing several different obstacles. So I carry with me in my bag or the ring on my finger all around me is different stories about the faithfulness of God. Sure. Because there's times for yes. all of us where we cannot hear and there's times where we cannot see. So what at that moment when I am in a situation like that, it is going right to my memory stone and then starting to mm-hmm. rehearse oh i remember this situation if that's one when, when the car broke down or if that's what the health situation or the diagnosis you're going to die uh, one of my situation was eight days before my surgery and i was 100 percent sure i was going to die but it was these wow. memory stones that's when my tumor and Paul Yado came from the Philippines. Mm. But it was that we are in the presence until we got peace. And Paul mm. Yado, who is a spiritual son, because, again, I knew, uh, again, covenant is very important for us. This is a kingdom family thing. So I knew even when I do not, who do I lean hearts towards? Right. When, when I do not, they can hold up my arms when they are so tired. I can't hold them up any longer. And that was when Paul Yado came in for all the way from the Philippines and for three, four hours soaked me in his love and in his peace. And then he says, Daddy Leif, you're going to live. And I was sure I was going to die at the time. And I lost 46 pounds. I looked like the skeleton. And I I smelled death. Anyone who was around me. And then uh, he said, look in the mirror. And when I looked at him, my face was literally glowing. Hmm. So I'm just using that, uh, those memory stones. And that's what I even heard uh, early when Paul was describing. He was describing different times over and over and over again where we are seeing the faithfulness of God. What the yeah. enemy wants us to do is to forget. So that's one of the things I feel for me that is such a key. For mm. anyone that listens, there's times you're not able to hear and there's time you're not able to see. Mm. But what the enemy cannot do is, is to steal your memory stone. So keep memory stone. Yeah. Keep pictures when you had a 
encounter with peace or when he provided for that car or mm -hmm. in your marriage or, or for me if it is cancer then here's my list on cancer mm -hmm. as i saying with my favorite peace story was when we are in Sialkot after they burned down 200 Christian homes 80 businesses and we're going because that was peace what we focus on there was just so to much clarify Sialkot is in Pakistan Pakistan yeah yeah, yeah. there yeah. was when two in Lahore there was this major terrorism attack against St. Joseph colony and we came in the middle of that storm and it was horrific and tense and even in the stadium area as far as your eyes could see it was just full of tension wow. so we went into the hotel room and we were just again beholding peace until we mm. became peace and i remember after about three hours mm. the whole room was filled with his peace so when we walked up to that big stage it leaked over the whole stadium and it was like a blanket of peace the first night that touched over some twenty thousand wow. the first night well so it was yeah, one of those like, things like but again we we couldn't we couldn't walk out then we saw, saw the video earlier today mm. we couldn't walk out there until we knew that <laughs> well we need mm. to be with you papa and receiving it so we just received it it's yeah. your peace we just receive your peace and until eventually we became peaceful full of peace mm -hmm. and then it became that overflow and when we were just so full of peace it was like there's no storm around when we walked in with all these imams and everybody around you could sense the environment change because our environment had changed wow. but then i had memory stone i watched it today then i have the picture in my bag i watched it today so mm next time when i'm faced i'm going to face some obstacles again maybe not the same but the same god i did it at that time bit the same god of peace the god of shalom the god of uh, like my frog stories and like that it's just when i have that is memory stone and 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 it brings me always back and when i start to rehearse the memory stones my hearing comes back so and then when my hearing comes back my sight comes back and i see things differently and that's what i want to encourage anyone that listen that have memory stones go back and look at the faithfulness of god see how he i mean you're here so far in your yeah. journey and during all these times that he has actually been there and don't forget about it and then start to share the story bring it around your family bring it around build these memory stones because when the time comes you can always go back to that and start to rehearse that rehearse yeah. his faithfulness rehearse the encounters you've had with it and that always brings my hearing back and eventually my seeing it maybe takes a little time the memory stones always works. I think that's also something so it's good. incredibly connected to the prophetic because it's it's by revisiting that memory stone, it's a prophetic gesture in a sense of, okay, well, this is what I know is possible. Mm -hmm. This is what I know is tangible. Yeah. This is stirring up uh, the same emotion that I experienced when it first happened. But it, it, I'm reminded of, I know um, Graham Cook often says when he's consulting with people or he's, he's connecting with people to help give them some wisdom or counsel he says show me all of the prophetic words that have been spoken over your life or your church or, mm -hmm. or your ministry or whatever it is because I want to know where what God has been saying in order to give you guidance as to where you should be going because it's using that as, as sort of almost a, a navigation tool and I think that in the same way as we look towards the past it's mm -hmm. very much Obviously, we're not navigating into the past, but we're navigating from the past. And if we if we're facing a situation where there's a where there's an opportunity to uh, partner with fear <laughs> because of the giant that we're facing, it's like I mean, I have the picture. You know, you sort of if you're summiting a mountain, there's often many small mm -hmm. summits that you need mm -hmm. to reach, and there's often valleys. You know, you reach a small summit, but you've got to go down a little valley before you can get to the next summit. Right. You know, and and that traversing and and it's in a sense of if you look back, you say, okay, well, I made it to that, so I don't need to be become discouraged 
um, I can actually, if I can make it to that, it's a place of encouragement that you step off from mm. rather than stepping into a place of discouragement. Um, yeah, so I think that, that that's, the, that for me, that that's been a very helpful tool learning about memory stones. And um, as you say, they, for those for those of you who don't know what a memory stone is, it can be just something as simple as having a, a phone, you know, having a photo on your phone and going back to saying, hey, when was the last time that um, or I saw, I prayed for that person and I saw a breakthrough or mm-hmm. maybe even scripture, you know, yeah. revisiting, okay, you know, yeah, where did, what did I underline last time and wh- where did the Lord speak to me about that? You know, when was the last time you had a private praise party? Mm. When was the last time you personally mm. encountered the Holy Spirit? Um, when was the last time someone gifted you a sweater or even $50? Whatever, whatever that tangible point is because it gives you that encouragement that God is with you, God is good. And, um, yeah, so that's been incredibly helpful for me. Um, and even with peace, I mean, I've faced some situations in the last, or before I before I joined you, Leif, you mm. know, um, in my business, you know, yeah. for five years I had a business back in Australia, and there are a lot of moments where <laughs> fear came against not just me, but 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 um, but us as an organisation and, and different challenges, and you know, we were very very blessed. A lot of you know, there was a lot of favour on that business, but there was also a lot of moments where we were facing some pretty big mountains and. Mm. Um, and it was always encouraging to go back to, okay, when was the last time God came through? Oh, actually, it was probably only yesterday. So, you know, let's go back and, <laughs> yeah. you know, forget. and go from that place of praise and, yeah. and, and previous provision. Um, and I think the other thing that comes to mind for me, and Paul, maybe you want to touch on this as well in terms of sustaining peace, is that for me, peace is like manna. Mm-hmm. In the sense, you can't rely on the peace of yesterday. Right. It's something that you have to be in intimate relationship with the Father, yeah. intimate relationship with Jesus, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. So that, as you said, we're not designed to be a pond, but I think peace is also not designed to be as a pond. It's not something right. we go and jump into to cool off. Right. It's something that we're constantly meant to be moving with. Right. What, what do you? How does that affect you? Yeah. I so um, you know this is all. So I think. We emphasize peace, and which is which is awesome. Be emphasized in love and all this stuff. But um, the reality is, it's all through the Holy Spirit, right? right? And so when we focus on, um, for me, there's this thing that Jesus talks about, which is daily bread. Yeah. Mm. And um, you know, G- Jesus is called the bread of life. Mm. Uh, he came from Bethlehem, which is called the house, house of, of bread. bread. The yeah. bread of life comes from the house of bread. Um, he talks about the bread that he has that you'll eat and never go hungry. It's similar to John 4, uh, two chapters earlier of John 6, where he says, you drink of the well water I have and you'll never thirst again. And the, the reality is Jesus wasn't saying, if you drink once, you'll never thirst again. What he was identifying was saying, you found the source. Mm-hmm. And so no longer will you have to go to any other bread company. No, no <laughs> longer will you have to go to any other well, because every time you come... Here's 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 a you know the verse that says our Father who art in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I love that section of scripture. Jesus told us this is how you pray. He's actually telling the disciples to pray this way. And often we stop there. We stop at living. We stop at that section which is encounter to encounter on earth as it is in heaven. It's greatly emphasized today, and it should be. However, if you read the next section, it says and give us this day our daily bread, which if you look at that word daily there, it's one of the most argued words over in the New Testament. 
It doesn't exist in the Old Greek or the Modern Greek or in Aramaic. It's closest to some other words. Um, a lot of theologians believed it was made up until uh, uh, Kenneth E. Bailey, a uh, linguist, amazing man, he's actually just passed mm-hmm. away, um, is, uh, he actually found out that the word, it's called epiosis. And uh, Jesus isn't talking about material things. We've always deduced that Jesus helped us give us our daily needs, but the reality is it's too redundant. You wouldn't go to a baker and say, can I have today's bread today? Give us today our daily bread. Can I have today's bread today? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. The word epiosis actually means it would be the better interpretation, which is closest to the newest translation in the Syriac uh, translations of mm-hmm. the New Testament. Um, they found out that this word was the word that Jesus would have spoken. It says this, give us the day, or give us today the bread that is more than enough or the bread that never runs out. Wow. And this is the issue, is that we often eat one piece of bread from Jesus, and we go hungry, and we don't realize we're, in a, we're supposed to always go back to the source, because every time we go back, there's always more than enough. So. That's amazing. I, I give you another thing here, okay? Can I keep going? You're very generous <laughs> okay, with us. I so mean, I, normally I, we don't get that. I know, much. I know, I know, but, I, but this is the issue. So, so it, this, is, this will help give your, your people some foundation here, because... The reality is, is Jesus in John 6 is all talking about bread in every situation. And he tells them like the most offensive thing because they're like, oh, give us this bread. Our, our forefathers got, got bread from Moses and because and, uh, and, and, they had recently the day before received bread from Jesus that he multiplied. And he says, uh, they said, so give us this bread. And he goes, you, Moses didn't give you bread. My heavenly father gave you bread. And they ate of that bread and died. But I have bread that you'd have everlasting life, right? Mm-hmm. And then, he, and then they said, "Well, how can we get this?" And they said, "This, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood, mm-hmm. right?" Which is so offensive. He loses all his followers except the twelve, and the twelve say, "Where can we go? For you have the words of eternal life." Even though it was hard, and they didn't understand it. Sometimes God will offend your mind to reveal your heart, right? Yeah. Life, you say that, mm-hmm. and so, um, so, what's Jesus really talking about? In uh, John six six three. Jesus says, um, he talks, uh, excuse me, in Luke, he talks about um, um, the, those of you being evil wouldn't give a stone to your kids if, you, if they asked for it. How much more would your heavenly Father, in Luke eleven thirteen? how much more would your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Mm. There's, this, there's, this, there's a correlation between stone, bread, Holy Spirit, okay? Follow me here. I'm giving you a biblical tour, okay? The first temptation Jesus has after the baptism, Satan goes to Jesus and says, if you're the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus' response was, he quotes Deuteronomy, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. And here's the thing, Satan will offer you stones as bread. And that's like the number one temptation. He's seeing, and this is what I think, I think we often get so distracted by other things that he keeps us distracted and we think we're eating stones when really we're walking around with big bellies and no nutrition. When the reality is, is when we go to the source, because there's always a God-shaped hole in our heart. God first mentioned bread in Genesis. He was the first Mm -hmm. one. He says this, after the fall of man, you shall now eat bread by the sweat of your brow. 
And I think since the God-shaped hole, we've, we've, Satan always tried to make us fill that with something else other than Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, if we continue to keep our ears to heaven and receive what the Holy Spirit's saying, there is always more than enough to receive the peace or the love or the joy, whatever you need. That's why righteousness, peace, and joy is not something that you're supposed to create. It's all three of those things are something you receive that you don't deserve. Righteousness you don't deserve, peace you don't deserve, or joy, but it's all something that you receive. So I just say in my life, to continue in the momentum of peace is to start your day out listening to what the Lord has to say so that you eat from the daily bread Mm. of Jesus Christ every day because there's more than enough. And so, um, I could keep going, but I know, I know you got, I know you got. So that's why that's in awesome, Proverbs one thirty three in the Passion Translation, this talks about bread and peace. It says this. Listen to this again. The one who always listens to me will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace, free from fear, confident and courageous. You will rest unafraid and sheltered from the storms of life. If, if you listen to the daily bread of Jesus Christ every day, if you start your bread off that way, instead of eating stones, which is like distractions of this world or storms of this life, you will find the peace, the love, the joy from heaven mm. that God's always wanted you to have. That's awesome. Man. That's good. Very good. Wow. So good. Well, as we uh, as we kind of wrap up, uh, we could talk for hours. We really could. Bro, I feel like I, yeah. I'm so sorry. I felt like I no, just no, preached no, a message. No, this is, I know this podcasts is, are a bit more like so yeah, that's good. Oh, so I love good. it. And, uh, but you guys are amazing, we, and uh, I hope it blessed you guys. Yeah, it's it's great, yeah. man. And uh, I think one of the best things that we we'd love to just invite you to do is just release what you carry over yeah. the people that are listening. Yeah. That, uh, impart what's in you. Um, speak to let peace speak to the mountain that they're facing the mm-hmm. giant that they're facing and yeah and uh, yeah we, we, we'd love that awesome well Lord I just you know if you're in your um, if you're in your car pull over to a side of a road <laughs> if you're if you're in your house get on your knees this is a time to actually interact with what God's doing because God preordained this moment in time for you right now where you are so engage in what God's doing. This wasn't a coincidence. You didn't just happen to turn it on. God wanted you to receive the vision and the gifting and the anointing uh, through the Holy Spirit. And so I thank God that the Holy Spirit can do this right now. And so, Father, where this person is at right now, I just I just bless them right now. I just bless what you're doing. I bless the anointing. Uh, for peace on them. I come against every storm in Jesus' name. I break its power. I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. I speak the peace of God that guards their heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I speak the peace of God that crushes Satan under their own feet over them right now. And Lord, I ask that your peace would fill them so much so that it would overflow like a river, mm-hmm. that there would be atmosphere-changing sure. peace over their life. Lord, that as they walk into uh, uh, an area, uh, a place of hopelessness, a place of chaos, a hospital room, sure. Lord, that the peace of God would transfer from their life to the person they lay their hands on. Lord, I ask that your peace would rest on their households so as they walk through the threshold of their door, all chaos would leave oh. and the peace of God would rest on them. Lord, wherever they're going, in a car, uh, in an airport, God, that the tangible presence of the peace mm. of God would fill them, Lord. And so, God, I just ask for a transference of anointing from my life to theirs, from heaven to their life, by your Spirit, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they would receive the peace that you have to offer from them, from you, for, for the rest of their days, from, from the Holy Spirit, that the bread of life 
would that they found the source and they would be reminded to always go back to the source, God. Sure. So, Lord, I thank you for the activation that's happening now. Lord, I ask mm. that you would increase and double the anointing on their life, Lord, that you would increase and double the anointing of peace, God, that this would be a conduit that the mm. power and the love of God would flow through. Lord, I ask that you replace burnt fuses. Lord, I ask that you would heal from trauma what's stopping the obstacle of sure. them walking in the peace, Lord. Lord, uh, just like Dr. Hutchings talks about, Lord, I, I ask that you not uh, brainwash them, Lord, but that you would heal the memory that's associated with the trauma, God, mm. that no longer that this would bring them back into a place of trauma, that this memory would, would now be a place of peace, a place of healing sure. for them. And God, that, that uh, these places that they go to and these things that they work at and that the schools that they go to, all that, Lord, I just ask right now that they would be healed. Lord, that peace would be put on their feet as you intended it to, mm. that wherever they walk, they would carry the love of God with them, that the peace of God would, would, would just be at their feet. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity to bless them. I celebrate who they are. I champion their life, and I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you guys. Amen. Wow. That's that was awesome. fun. Whoa. Thanks, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I feel so the Lord all, yeah, all over that. That's great. It's <laughs> awesome. But, I could just sit here. Yeah. I could just sit here in that all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's been a privilege, man, and we, yeah. we thank you for your time. We know you're oh, busy yeah. and, and taking time out from family while you're home. So it's all right. we love you. We celebrate what you're carrying mm. uh, where you're going. Awesome. And... Uh, Consider you, you part too. of the family. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Whoa. Love you guys. So if you want to connect more, as, as Paul mentioned, if you want to connect with his message, I really encourage you to get a copy of that. Uh, you can visit globalawakening.com. Yep. And uh, if you want to connect with more of what we're doing, connect with Giant Slayers, connect with Life's Itinerary, some of the exciting things we're doing this year, visit visit our website, globalmissionawareness.com. I encourage you to sign up for the newsletter. It's a great way to connect with what we're doing. And until next time, we love you, we bless you, and we release peace over you. Oh. Man, peace to Amen. you. Amen.